Hello everyone, I am Prathna and you are listening to Rebel with a Purpose. Today we are going to be discussing topics around mental wellness such as what is coaching, what is therapy and what's the difference between the two. Today I have invited a dear friend of mine, Nitty. Hello. So let's get started. Thank you Prathna, I am so excited to be here doing this with you. No worries, I am really glad you are here with me too and wanted to ask you, where did you find your passion for counselling? Okay, so mental health was something that always intrigued me, interested me to some extent, like I read about it in random magazine articles and things like that, but never actually got to study psychology as a subject at school. But when I personally struggled with my own mental health and was fortunate enough to get help with it, I was like, oh my God, this is my calling. This is what I want to do because um, it just needs to be more out there. And uh, I felt like maybe... I have the skills for it in terms of empathy and being a good listener so just grabbed it and I've never looked back. Okay that's awesome, I'm so glad you found your calling. And I wanted to ask you, this is a question that a lot of people have, what is the difference between coaching and therapy because coaching is a field that's rising right now especially in India and in Asia so I wanted to ask you what do you think is the difference between coaching and therapy? So coaching is to do more with your future self and therapy is to do more with healing from your past. Therapy is essential to not let what's happened to you in your past be dragging you down. So a lot about mental wellness is about, you know, living in the moment, living your fullest, best life. So if we're not healed from our past and our childhood, no one has a perfect childhood. So therapy kind of helps you get to the place where things that have happened to in happened to you in your past are not kind of stopping you from going ahead and coaching is kind of what actually pushes you to get ahead in life and you know gives you more uh, direction uh, but yeah both are very important for our mental well-being and we just got to see where in our mental wellness trajectory we are in terms of deciding which one to go with yeah and do you think you can see a coach as well as a therapist at the same time I would not recommend that because I think both uh, are mental health professionals and it can kind of cause conflict between the two. You need to be working with someone who definitely resonates with you very strongly. And I don't think two uh, people are going to have uh, a very similar approach in terms of working. Every professional has their own style. So it can get a little messy. It's not impossible. Uh, it would definitely need to be done in an ethical way in terms of both the professionals knowing that their client is seeing another professional at the same time. Okay, that's awesome. I really like that. What do you think is the difference between a counsellor, a therapist and a psychiatrist? Okay, let's start with psychiatrists and get that out of a way. Get that out of the way, because even though a psychiatrist is a mental health professional, a psychiatrist is a doctor. They do not approach treatment from a psychological perspective. They approach it from a biological perspective in terms of fixing chemical imbalances in your brain with medication, because. Uh, our mental states kind of determined by our biological factors and our environmental factors. So psychiatry kind kind of deals with the biological side of it, but um, very often that is not the most effective solution. It needs to come side by side with psychological treatment to be most effective you know to not be on medication lifelong like a lot of people are under this misconception that if they take medication for their mental health they you know going to be taking it forever and there's no way to get off it but the truth is that if you work alongside psychological treatment as well you are getting there the only reason medication is necessary according to me is to get a person 
to a state of mind in which they are able to engage in the therapy because um, therapy needs a lot of client involvement and unless they are in the state of mind where they can you know at least talk about their problems and not just break down at the thought of it so medication would kind of stabilize them in that way and bring them to that point but it cannot um, be the only fix according to me now coming to counselors therapists they do not prescribe medication at all they deal with your emotional state your behavioral state your thoughts and work with kind of fixing your maladaptive uh, coping mechanisms your maladaptive biases your negative thoughts which kind of uh, are what lead to you spiraling down at times so counselors have a more straightforward approach i would say they don't dig as deep as therapists would do two terms are even interchangeably used uh, and mistaken for one another because i find that the term counseling has a lot less stigma attached to it whereas therapy is a little heavier for people to you know accept sometimes so when should a person see a therapist or a counselor versus a coach okay so um it is a difficult assessment to make uh, but the person kind of has to ask themselves a few questions in terms of uh what do i want from this and why do i feel the need to seek professional help like is it like what is bothering me am i feeling stuck not able to go ahead in life or do i find something is dragging me down something is preventing that or am i just have i just reached a point where i'm not clear of what to do ahead so um it's not that if you go to a therapist saying you're stuck they're not going to be able to help you but i would just say it's more appropriate now it could be that a coach needs to refer you back to a therapist if they find that you need to work a little bit more on your past and things like that if you cannot make the perfect judgment for yourself no matter which professional help you seek you will be guided to the right path yeah that's awesome that's a really great answer so for me because i'm doing this mind valley coaching program what we learned is that as you said like if you're looking to heal your past if you're traumatized or something's dragging you down not letting you move towards the future then obviously therapy going to a counselor would help so much and if you're someone who's looking to either there are two reasons people go to a coach one is either because they want to grow in some area of their life or there's a challenge that they're facing in one area of their life that they want to work with the coach on so those are the two reasons people go to coaches and that's when something that's more present or future oriented whether that's with regards to productivity motivation low self esteem and confidence goal setting habit stacking any of those kind of topics coaches help with that and also the the niches of coaches are like various like there's dating coaches relationship coaches um there are coaches on um self esteem confidence coaches public speaking coaches and so like i think it's it's such a wide world and mental wellness in general is getting into in india which is great like it's just growing and growing even though slowly i still think it's really growing so yeah i'm really glad that it's growing and i wanted to play this tiny game with you about when you see a therapist and when you see a coach so i have a few um topics and i'm just going to throw them out at you and you tell me what you feel okay so anxiety therapy true motivation coach yeah lack of purpose in between depends the reason behind your lack of purpose yeah exactly <laughs> good answer and uh, career progression 
again in between but more towards a coach i would say yeah 100% okay great you you answered it very well um and i wanted to ask you because a lot of my friends also struggle with this but how do we find the right counselor oh my god okay so this can be quite a cumbersome process firstly um looking at someone's qualifications can be quite important and i find that linkedin's the best place for it and beyond that it can be a trial and error process there's no uh, one way to it but also talking to them in the first session or reading up a little bit about them if they maybe have a website or something can be quite useful cuz uh professionals need to share what their approaches what their methods are to kind of uh for someone to know whether they are going to resonate with them just to speed up that trial and error process a little bit but until you sit down with them start working with them it's hard to know whether it's going to be um a long term successful professional relationship or not so um there is trial and error but there is really good help out there someone can be really good but just not right for you so um it can take a while stick with it yeah and for for coaching i would say the platforms that are out there again like as you said linkedin is great because you can see someone's history you can see their credentials their credibility But other than LinkedIn, there are also a few applications such as Level Supermind. I know they have online coaches uh, on there that can help you out, like in immediate, instant need. Uh, but I think they're just one-off sessions. If you're looking for a coach for a long term, I think LinkedIn, Instagram. If you just like do a little research, ask around, I feel like that's when you get like the best answers. BetterHelp is a platform that's actually become quite popular recently. Yeah. So. Um, they kind of look at a lot of parameters and kind of match you with your right uh, professional so it's pretty cool i think we're using technology to kind of help speed up these processes in some ways you can even rematch with a new professional if quite quickly and easily if it's not working out for you but yeah so better help has counselors therapists psych- psychiatrists all of them or I quite sure they have therapists I'm not sure about coaches and other things we would have to look a little bit more into that okay and I wanted to ask you because you were talking about therapy how much do you think self awareness plays a role when it comes to therapy self awareness is kind of what therapy helps you build but also very strongly what therapy requires to help you so uh, a large part of the therapeutic process is the therapist asking the client questions that they need to think about you know not just say the first thing that comes to their mind sometimes that's fine but sometimes you really need to think deeper and for that you do have to have a certain level of self awareness you have to be able to be extremely honest with your therapist and self awareness is i think the key to living a more happy life you know just knowing what you want from life is part of self awareness just knowing what's holding you back like a lot of the things we spoke about in terms of deciding which professional help you should see is self awareness like even recognizing that you need help is part of self awareness yeah and you you mentioned questions like asking powerful questions so both therapists counselors coaches they're all trained in asking powerful questions but why why is it so important so see i feel like that questioning is where that therapeutic change actually happens therapists are not out here to tell you like oh this is what you're doing right with your life and this is what you're not that's not going to change anything right a friend can tell you that a parent can tell you that but 
to bring about a change that comes from within you have to change the way you think and these difficult questions kind of help you to do that in terms of uh asking yourself why am i doing it sometimes we don't even stop and think in the fast paced world that we live in so you are the expert on yourself all the knowledge that a therapist needs to be able to help you is within you yeah so in a therapy session you're kind of passing on that knowledge about yourself to your therapist asking questions is like slowing down to speed up so in the moment you might like stop introspect and reflect so you're slowing down but eventually because of the amount of self awareness that it, that it gives you when you think about these deep questions and these powerful questions you're actually speeding up in life oh i love that i yeah. love that it just makes the processes ahead in life so much more efficient and effective because you've kind of already done the work behind it or you know kind of already tackled the hurdles that are preventing you from picking up that speed yeah and also it gives you clarity in terms of direction like sometimes we're rushing but we're rushing in the wrong direction because we're following the rat race or following the herd mentality but everyone's direction is different so to understand where your direction is you have to question you have to delve into self awareness so moving on to the next question right for all our listeners over here what do you think is a way people can develop self awareness without therapy or coaching Yes I think this is very important because therapy and coaching are not accessible to everyone or uh, most obvious ones being meditation and journaling as uh, much as we hear them actually practicing them and seeing the benefits of them yourself um is the only way you're going to stand by them and follow them so it's all about giving it a shot just like experimenting like doing things that might seem crazy to others like you know taking a solo trip for example like when you when you put yourself in positions of discomfort you actually learn so much about yourself because it's an unfamiliar environment so how you how would you react in that environment you won't know until you go and actually try so me doing that like actually going for a solo trip putting myself in extremely uncomfortable situations that i could never even fathom and and then reflecting on how i behaved in those situations helped me understand what kind of person i am how do i cope with distress you know those kind of things that that really helps you is just like going out there doing things that are uncomfortable and then reflecting on those things but okay if you can do all this then why do you have to go to a coach or therapist to develop self awareness just having a professional there quickens things up for us like just like i said we're so used to this fast paced thing actually slowing down is very difficult to you know introspect and build these things and collect these resources for ourselves so a therapist will kind of give you exactly what you need in terms of that like if you need to find journaling prompts for yourself you go on the internet and you're going to find dozens of them you don't know what's actually most suited for your situation but as part of your homework from therapy you can get a few journaling fr- prompts from your therapist to you know introspect on yeah and also as you said right like it just speeds it up it helps like you could probably achieve it on your own but it might take a lot longer a lot more effort a lot of challenges whereas if you have someone who's gone through the same thing before or someone who knows how to help you tackle these challenges then it speeds up the process for you but don't you think we're very like self sufficient like we always want to try beforehand before we you know go and seek help of course of course and that's why it's very hard but also very necessary like if you're in a really dark place you aren't going to be able to help yourself you know sometimes you do not have that um level of motivation sometimes to even like help yourself you do need external help especially when you're in a really difficult dark place 
it's hard to admit but even though we don't see a tangible change overnight from going to therapy it it's a slow process definitely more quick than if you would be working on yourself alone we spend most of the time in our head this is probably some instagram quote i've seen but the thing is we do live most of our time inside our head like even though we're in the real world our minds are what determine the perception of our perception of the world around us so having a happy healthy mind actually does improve our quality of life by a lot you know helps us to live a more meaningful life in terms of knowing what our purpose our passion is and you know not having anything from our past hold us back uh, it's just very important <laughs> Yeah and I think also I love the fact that you brought up tangible versus intangibles because like we human tendency is to go for what is tangible and to like these immediate rewards but when it comes to coaching and therapy it's all delayed gratification right we're doing something for our future self not for our present self like right now we might not feel the change but like say months down the line you'll actually see the change in your life your quality of life will be improved but humans are just not you know why are that way to wait for a long term reward they would rather prefer short term rewards which is why i know a lot of people also don't feel like it's worth the money when it comes to these mm. things uh because they just can't see it they can't see the rewards so have you dealt with any uncoachable or un- clients who probably say i don't know to your answers like if you ask them questions and they just say mm, i don't know and they're not trying to kind of answer the question but they're just sitting in the fact that there's uncertainty and they don't know as part of case study examples in terms of therapists that have shadowed yes very much it's hard and that's why a part of asking these difficult questions is also finding different ways to ask the same question because as a professional we're determined to help somewhere or the other there is going to be some scope for reflection if we do that Okay but where do you think that help stops like when does a coach or a counselor set the boundary and say that we can't help you anymore Yeah that's a really good question actually because there are boundaries to be drawn if a therapist or a coach doesn't feel that they have the ability skills or resources to be able to help their client they need to refer them on to someone else it's not quite ethical to you know be working with someone you can't help yeah true and i i also do agree with the whole like you can't help someone who's unwilling to help themselves like sometimes parents come and they put their child for therapy but the child itself doesn't want to be helped at that point of time so then it becomes even more hard uh, unless they're coming out of their own willingness to seek help on their own and they feel like there's a need for it yes absolutely agree with that to end off there's something i find really funny in this mental wellness era that we're living in which is that healing has actually gotten stressful in the sense that people are kind of making time out of their day to meditate to journal to go for a walk in nature to do this and that that it's becoming like more of a chore like a task rather than something that should give them joy and happiness it's becoming a little stressful for people okay so firstly i would like to say healing is a process and there's no there's nothing as completely healed it's going to be something ongoing forever and it's about embracing that process as much as possible and embracing every little win along the way and also the fact that we don't have to do all of it right like we don't have to journal meditate every single day like say for me i i love journaling and i do it naturally and it really helps me naturally to just 
feel good in the moment but maybe i'm not that good at meditation but someone else might love to sit in silence and can do it really well and naturally so maybe they should spend more time doing that because that's something that coincides with their strengths so again it's the whole like using your strengths to your advantage and that can also be used for like healing we don't have to do all of it we don't have to wake up at 5 a.m and go to the gym every single day like everyone the, these are proven methods to help incre- increase your dopamine hits your happy hormones but at the same time we have to kind of cater it to our needs in the sense of what comes naturally to us what do we actually enjoy doing in the moment what's easier for us so that we can do it sustainably for the rest of our lives right absolutely it's so important to keep in mind these individual differences between yeah. each of us because there's so much generalized advice being given given out on social media it's important to realize that what works for some one person might not work for the other and that's most likely the case cuz we're all so different we have different lifestyles we have different priorities and we have different minds that kind of adapt to things differently so just picking and choosing what works for us which is again a trial and error process like of course try out different things this is the only way you're going to know what actually works for you but stick with what works for you and if it's not something that you see uh working for a lot of other people that doesn't mean it's not the right thing for you yeah exactly really well said but yeah that's all my questions for today so thank you so much for being here thank you this was so so much fun and thank you guys for listening that's the end of my podcast rebel with a purpose i am pratnan this is niti and we're signing off